0: Good morning, Berkshires and beyond, listening on the World Wide Web. Welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here for the next hour on Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP, 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, and on the World Wide Web at org. Today's show focuses upon some in-depth astrology as we will be taking on the topic of the North and South Nodes and what do they mean for the past and present within our lives. I welcome my expert and international astrologer, Deborah Clement, to engage in a hearty discussion that is about to tell you from above how to tap into more affirmation of your amazing star secrets down here below.
1: (laughs) Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathe in the moon, the colors of a rainbow Shed too soon. Firefly flicker, smile, shine like the sun. If life's about the journey. the winds tainted cry, sell soaring seas, watch trees as they die, for you and me, tell me now, what's happening, tell me now, what's happening, I tell you, you tell me what. Well,
0: well, 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 well. Good morning again, Berkshires, How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Did you have a uh, a nice Labor Day weekend? Did you guys celebrate the uh, being of service and the sun sign in Virgo? I always love how we do that. You know, we um, every our, our holidays are so you know, pretty appropriated to uh, whatever zodiac sign they kind of fall under. Um, and I always love how Labor Day falls uh, under Virgo because Virgo is the sign of being of service and really how we how we are employed and how we work with others. And it's very, very interesting that way. So, and today we do find that our sun is at the 13th degree of um Virgo it's almost through the middle of the transit here i can't believe- can you believe it that we're we are you know? Almost into fall, you know. Where did the summer actually go? It went and came (laughs) and went seemingly so quickly. Um, And when we're looking to the thirteenth degree today, is um, certainly it's a day where uh, you know you're looking to that thirteen. It represents what we call um, regeneration and change in life. Um, It's a very inventive energy, very uh, genius associated number uh, as a Chaldean saw it. And when you take that one and the three, you reduce it to four. You get uh, guidance of your which of course, um, is all about, you know, there may be some unexpected things happening in the air today, but, um, certainly they will be ones that will bring forth an innovation. So it's like, kind of like if you're, you know, tinkering around with something and, uh, you're, you're trying to break through, uh, this might be a great day to kind of have some fun with that. And of course, we are here on the uh, the sixth day of September, calendar date. And um, for everyone, uh, know, if you know your personal year cycle uh, uh, presently, uh, September always marks for anybody the intensity of your personal year cycle. Uh, because when you take the ninth month, and this is just the math of it, uh, when you're in your year and you want to figure out your personal month, you're going to take the year and you're going to add it to the current month that we're... The calendar month that we're in and when you take nine and add it to any number you're going to get the same root number again that's the that's the really the fascinating thing about the number nine it never destroys anything it just intensifies so September for us all is always wherever year whatever personal year cycle that we are currently in we will be in the intensity of of that personal year's energy um so today being the sixth um of course uh the other energy behind today's dis- the the general date and those born uh, today on the sixth they 're guided by Venus and the loveliness of compassion, feminine energy, and money. Um, these things seem to follow them around pretty pretty nicely. Uh, six energies are always about what's pretty, so while you're doing your innovations today, um, it'll probably come out like totally balanced. <laughs> very interesting how that might happen. Um, We're also in a waxing moon phase right now. We had our last new moon on the 28th of August in Virgo. And uh, today we currently wax on in Capricorn. So of course, we're in very, a little bit more serious mode of um, our feelings and our emotions. Um, You know, Capricorn always brings forth a little steadfast energy, very fatherly, very, you know, just kind of like practical, let's get some things done. Um, and, you know, of course, depending upon where uh, Capricorn is transiting, or Capricorn sits in your birth chart, that's where, you know, you're seeing a little, you know, you can you can find emotions finding you in that area of your life uh, today. So when, when you see current transits like that, um, that's always uh, looking to the moon. That's why our moods change so much, you know, because we have... Uh, the moon changes a sign every couple of days so you're always getting a different effect of where that moon is buzzing around your birth chart that's why moods change you know always no, meant to stay the same and we're going to keep on gathering um, until September 12th and we're going to have a nice full moon kicking off in Pisces very imaginative moon um, so it's, it's a great uh, w- and, and when this happens you're going to find that there's going to be a release a completion a a realization in the Pisces area of your zodiac pie so you're, you're going to have some sort of conclusive energy going on there um, and ideally what releases or completes will be done and then it ends up making space as we will wane and remove and uh, then we'll have a nice new moon in libra later on in september so the end of the month and i'm sure you're really thrilled that mercury is 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 not retrograding anymore but we have had a real painful shadow with him (laughs) (laughs) Oh <laughs> My God, he's been relentless with this one. Uh, he's, As I said, he's been unforgiving. Um, Mercury uh, was, of course, retrograde from the 2nd of August to the 26th of August and uh, went direct on the 26th. But uh, I'll tell you, over the course of the last week, he's really not uh, been uh, too too happy uh up there still as he's going forward um maybe he doesn't like being in leo he's still retracing his steps in leo right now um but as of friday on the 9th of september we are going to have him finally cross back over that first degree of virgo and onward we all get to go with our fall routine so exciting but um you know what Mercury Retrograde is so good at doing is allowing us to you know, be reflective, review our past, review what we've just done in the last few months. Um, it, it's really a universal offering, um, and it's a gift if we look at it uh, that way. And I always say with the Mercury Retrograde, if you stuck to the words that began with RE, you're going to have success. If you wish to, to toil around and try to go forward and sign documents and, and, and do positive Uh, forward motion things for the rest of your life you're going to run into trouble so that's not the things that you want to be doing under mercury retrograde um but it's always 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 about reviewing the past is is the best way to spend that mercury and you'll find the past shows up quite a bit so anyway we're happy mercury is moving forward again at least you know a couple more days under the shadow and we're going to be done with reviewing the past for a few months <laughs> so today i'm excited Um, My very, very special guest is an expert in understanding how our natal charts are also ready to provide us with accurate answers about our past, along with how our lives down here ideally unfold within the present. A lesser spoken method of interpreting our birth charts is the understanding of how our north and south nodes are natally placed, along with where the current transiting ones are within our lives for more keys into our own self-knowledge. The multi-talented Deborah Clement, JD, is an internationally known astrologer with more than 20 years of professional experience, consulting clients from all walks of life. She's well-recognized for the accuracy of her predictive work, as well as for her expertise in relationship and vocational astrology. Throughout the years, Deborah has credited this science-based art as the anchor that sustained her through very difficult times. She discovered her passion for astrology after reading Linda Goodman's groundbreaking book, Sun Signs, when she was only 16 years old. She's a self-taught astrologer who attributes her talent and success in this profession to a horoscope that strongly indicates a gift for astrology. In addition to offering private consultations, Deborah lectures, teaches, and conducts workshops and is in the process of completing her first book. She's the host of Anchored in Astrology, a weekly internet program that airs every Sunday at 12 noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on www.contactradio.com. Deborah was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and presently resides in Nassau County. And you can learn more about Deborah and her stellar work at Anchoredinastrology.com. and that's exactly how it sounds anchored in astrology.com and i think she's also got she's got a lovely page going on facebook and it's been a complete honor to have uh, connected with deborah and have her returning to the show today a glorious good morning to you deborah welcome back
2: it's good to be back how are you doing with this mercury shadow that we're
0: almost finished with (laughs) i'm i'm gonna be so thrilled when it's over What a
2: goodbye
0: party. I'm going to be like, bye bye Now, I want to see something because, you know, Mercury's still messing with the mics in the studio. I want to see. I want to see if I would get less reverb on this one. No, it doesn't matter. It has something to do with the phone. It's got nothing to do. Well, that's just the bum rap. Anyway, because when this records, it doesn't it doesn't sound pretty. So, we're upset about that, but we'll just have to get over it. It is
2: what it is.
0: (laughs) It is what it is. That's exactly how, that's what the Mercury does for us, unfortunately. So, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm excited to uh, be talking about the nodes, because that's something we don't really speak about that much, and I know there's a lot of interest in it, and for people who aren't aware of the nodes, I
0: they should be. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I think, um, oh God, I just want to try one more mic. I just want to see if mic one would be better, just out of idle curiosity. Is that any better? Oh, that is a little better. All right, I'm going to go with that. I'm going with that. Okay. I, I think, I don't think it's solving the problem completely, but it's a little, it's, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, you know, it's my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what are we gonna do? It's Mercury. It's all it's all it's all Mercury jazz that we have yeah. to deal with. So, oh, too bad. Not much I can do about it. I can't control that thing.
2: <laughs> hey, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. But the nodes, you know, the, I, and I myself, you know, when I first started years and years and years ago learning about astrology, you know, there wasn't much about the nodes. I learned about the planets. I learned about the houses. And it was, you know, years and suddenly. I heard about the North Node, and it was kind of like, well, you know, what the heck is that? Yeah, what's the Node about? And I first, to be honest with you, initially, I kind of dismissed it. You know, many years ago, I was kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, it's a point in space. And But as I learned, and also as I got older, and wisdom and experience, and I really started studying it, and I, and I actually started playing out, you know, in my own life. You know, and then, of course, all the people that, you know, your family, that you look at their charts and everything. And so I really got into it. And the north and south nodes is something I, I won't say certainly it's not the most important thing in the chart necessarily, but I really do think it's right up there at the top. You know, you know your sun, you know your moon, you know your ascendant. Yeah. You want to know what what signs are your nodes in and what's the house axis, where do they fall across? Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, they, you know, they've been very associated with, you know, really pointing us to ideally you know, working with our with our right with our proper destiny. Um if I, I don't like that word though. I don't like what that destiny lexagrams but in any case <laughs> I almost you like to say your free will uh to choose if, if you point yourself in the in the nodes' directions, you will reap reward. It. That's how I would rather phrase it.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll give you my two cents about the nodes. My, my personal beliefs about the north node and the south node, and sometimes they refer to it, you know as your karmic mission and things like that. Oh, right. I do believe that the south node does for me that does represent experience gifts talents, abilities, things that you have already mastered, and that's why they're rather easy and it's they're very comfortable. Yeah. The North Node, I feel, is something that you know before your soul came into this lifetime, it did say, you know what? I think I'm going to try something new. So I feel it's uncharted territory for the soul. I do. That's what I subscribe yeah. to that theory, and I do feel that's the reason why I won't say everyone, but most of us resist our north node i mean just from my own experience if i had to say you know what age are people really you know getting into that north node and i have to tell you very often
0: it's in the 40s yes it's when it aligns the most because well, you've had the life experience to realize okay this is what i've, I've learned up till now and this does not work and that didn't work and now let me try this well usually
1: i <laughs> There's usually an attraction to it, like in your mind. It's like, you know,
2: this is where you're going. But the ego or the rational mind sort of says, no, 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 no. But the truth is that it's just your soul is rather uncomfortable. And I feel that by the time we get into our 40s, and, of course, the transits have something to do with it. But it's kind of like, I think, the soul on some level sort of, you get awakened, where it's like, yeah. oh, you're not old. You still have time left <clears to> that you came here. But you know what? You're not 19 anymore.
0: No
1: get moving <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: you don't want to be wasting your time anymore because that's obviously yeah, we know time is right you know it's interesting because I've you know read up on the nodes and, and um I think it's it's Carol Rushman who came up with this little uh analogy which i I kind of really agreed with her she says that the North Node reads somewhat like Jupiter in its influence that if you do focus there it's where you need to learn and apply your effort and all that stuff but you will reap such abundance from it if you if you go there and then that she says that the south node reads like saturn and that you will maybe see delays in it but it doesn't limit you by any means but it's certainly, it's all of your karma it's totally karmically related because it's what you've done before like you said, it's what you've done before you've already done all this in another lifetime or maybe more Um, so it's like you're already a master at it Um, and it comes so easy and they say like if you focus on your north node by the transit like when you're looking at how you know And when we say a current transit in astrology, for the listeners out there, we have our natal charts that are always our constant. And then whatever the planets are currently doing, we place another wheel on the outside of that. And that shows us what's currently going on in your life. Um, And when you're looking at the the influence of the, the North and the South Node, when you see the North Node, the North is where if you just focus on that area of your life, the rest of it seems to magically unfold on its own without any effort.
2: So well, the um, astrologist Celeste Teal has done a lot of work, a tremendous amount of, of work on the nodes, will also refer to the north node as that's where you'll sort of find as she calls it your I think your karmic pot of gold is the expression that yeah. she uses. Yeah. What I have noticed is that when the nodes are activated by the transits and particularly a conjunction. And for the listeners, a planet is travelling, it gets in the same signs in the same degree as your north node, or it could be conjuncting the south node, either one. Significant relationships very often come into our life at that time, and by relationships, I'm not just speaking, of course, romantically. But when it's contacted through the north node, and even in synastry, when you're comparing charts and one chart to another, Mm -hmm. the connections, I find, to the north node, very often, that relationship that's coming to your life with that connection—it's usually a growth relationship. And you know, growth can be easy or you know, growth can be hard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <But> depending <laughs> on if growth, you resist it or not. <laughs> yeah, you're building something new. When it's when there's that connection with a south node, those are the relationships. Very often, from the moment you meet that person, it's just like you have known them. Um, you know, like for a hundred years, and you probably and, and you are, have. And you already have, just not in the same yeah. vessel. It's that soul recognition.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh,
0: that's, that's, you know, I, I agree with that too. I, I did just having that from personal experience, because uh, I've got some stuff crossing over my south node right now, and that makes a lot of sense. What you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple people I've met lately that are like very like, there was just no question about you know who they were. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know, I, in all fairness, I mean, sometimes
2: you could meet somebody and have that feeling of I've I've known them forever. May not always be a good feeling, depending on the karma, you know, that you. Right. Well, it depends on what you. Right. Yeah. What's left unresolved but, from the life. Yeah.
0: But it is. Lives.
2: But you feel it. You very, very much that feeling. It, and it's unmistakable. Once you've experienced it, it's like, oh my god.
0: Yeah. It's like. Ooh. So, like, um, now, if, like, in our charts, because you can, you can get, because the nodes work in pairs, obviously, like, whatever sign they're in, the, uh, the, you know, whatever one, the north one is in, the south is naturally going to be placed in the opposite sign. Um, So when you're looking, like, if they're in, like, a cardinal house or a mutable house or um, the fixed houses, do you see particular patterns and ways that they affect people? Um, depending on how they will fall in that relationship,
2: I'm going to say I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to qualify it in, because I'm really going to generalize here. Because when it comes to the nodes, well, anything you look at the whole chart because you're also yeah. looking at there are aspects to the nodes that's going to make a difference. That's in going to well. make a huge difference. But yeah. I do find, yeah, I do find that when the nodes fall in the cardinal houses, right, the first, fourth, yeah. the seventh, or tenth houses. Yeah. The individual, very often, I'm going to say their life path, I'll put it that way,
1: it's much more public. Yes, very success. There's a lot of success oriented
0: with that. Yeah, having the nodes in a cardinal placement, yeah, is very strong.
2: And I was going to say, when they're in the the fixed houses, I find a lot of times the lessons are more connected, um, I'm going to say, with things. But when I say things, not just material things, I'm also going to throw in their values. Yeah. And when you get into those mutable houses, very often it's of very creative. There's a lot of creativity involved. Mm-hmm. In a, so going in the really general, general type of sense. But the pairs, the, the houses certainly count. The signs count. And I'll say this again. Generally, if the nodes, and regardless whether it's north node or south node, which one is which sign, what I do find is people who have the nodes falling in um, Aries-Libra Mm-hmm. Very often in the lifetime, and the rest of the chart will bear this out, they've come here, really, relationships are an issue. They're definitely learning uh, lessons connected to relationships or experience. Oh, naturally, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. The Aries-Libra yeah. axis is pretty uh, powerful for that. <laughs> no matter what planet you got know. going on in there. <laughs>
2: And likewise, if they're falling across the first and seventh house, it's relationships, or sometimes it's more of the balance. And sometimes with a relationship, it is a balance of establishing, saying, you know, depending on what your lesson is, it might be that you have to learn to be more of a caregiver or more considerate of another person. It might be that in this lifetime, your issue is about learning uh, setting boundaries and learning to put yourself first a bit and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, rather than give, give away the farm, kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, it's perfectly put. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like that. They, you know, it's, it's fascinating with people that there are so many that they, they, it's not, they're so not selfish at all in any way. And, and they just give and give and give and give. But then it's like a, a, another problem for them because they've given and they're not giving to themselves. Because, I mean, you know, if you don't give to yourself, first you can't properly do it to somebody else. You can't possible because you're not nurturing you you are like it's like your car it's like if you have a car and you know you're driving down the road and you're trying to pull a trailer with the, with the car and you don't know, fix your car upright to be able to pull the trailer you can't do it <laughs> no and it's
2: actually you know when and it's a you know But when you're on the airplane, and what do they say? God forbid, if we have to drop the oxygen mask, you put it on yourself first and you put it on the child. I I know as a mother, my first thought would be, oh, my God, I want to put it on my child. But you don't. You put it on yourself first, and then you can put it on your child and, you know, whoever else. And it is the same thing. Anything when you're that, either extreme, if you're in an extreme and you're out of balance, it doesn't make a difference which way you're going. There's an issue. Yeah. And I find second to eighth house access or uh, Taurus and Scorpio, Those there's a lesson connected with, uh, with money, with finances. Uh, n- yeah, naturally, yeah. <laughs> and Taurus and Scorpio very often, especially the Scorpio North node, people have a lot of issues. As well, when I say finances, I want to say finances and debt. Very often they'll have experiences that it might be highs and lows. And the mm-hmm. money comes in, the money may go. But a lot it's of fluctuating. Yeah. 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 They lear- They're definitely they're learning. They're learning about. Uh, they're learning about money. The third and the ninth houses, Gemini and Sagittarius, really interesting to me because the third and the ninth houses are uh, taken so much. And I find a lot of people, a lot of individuals, when I see that Gemini Sagittarius axis, or the third and the ninth house very often they actually are involved in a career that involves education on some level. They're not all teachers, you know when we think of teachers in school, mm-hmm. but they're teachers, training. Very often these are people who have philosophies or messages that they need to get out there.
1: Right.
2: And let's see what else. Oh, 4th and 10th houses. Oh god, the parental axis. <laughs> very the often. home and the
0: career where yep. you spend all your time. Home and your career. Life.
2: Yeah, the home and the career that's very often the issue there, and sometimes, and I find this again, the, um, the, one of the lessons learned, yeah, it could be balancing home or career, needing to establish one where you went too much of excess, maybe in a past life, and here you are to learn about career or about home, but also issues with parents. Being a parent right. or, you know, or with your own parents very often will we'll come up with that Capricorn Cancer axis of the 4th to the 10th house. 5th and 11th, we have Leo and Aquarius. And those are very creative houses. The fifth and eleventh houses are extremely creative. It's some kind of a creative birth, whether it's children, whether it's something art, whether it's something you create. But they're also, it's about self-esteem.
1: The fifth
2: and the eleventh house, the fifth house is where we give our affection. The eleventh house is where we receive it. And so very often that's something, again, the rest of the chart, if it's an issue, we'll, we'll bear it out. But very often the soul is here learning really to take care of itself and develop self-esteem, to take credit and give itself credit for its talent. They usually have a lot of talent, but they doubt themselves, and sometimes that's the issue that they have to deal with. And uh, the sixth and the twelfth, the axis of service, and which is your Virgo Pisces, wow. that more than any, I'm going to say, is where I find people who have the sixth and the twelfth um, either by Virgo and Pisces or, or just spanning the 6th and the 12th, and I happen to fall into that category. Yeah, I, I do too. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> is that most of the time, the 6th house, the, the lesson is about establishing boundaries. 6th house, 12th house, you have a lot of people, a lot of caregivers. It was the example actually you were talking about before. Yeah. Sometimes what the lesson is, it's about being of service. You're here to be of service. Okay, especially if the north note is in the sixth house, uh, yeah, you really yeah. have to learn how to do it without uh, turning yourself, uh, without victimizing yourself. Yes, yes. Uh, Thank you.
0: That's totally true. Uh,
1: yeah, hundred ten percent.
0: You, you <laughs> just nailed it on the head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we've, we've been now on this journey, <laughs> and I, I hope I'm away from the victim end of it by now. But, uh, but yes, I. I um, I spent many years working in the restaurant industry, being of service, uh, many, you know, in my 20s, and I, I just, it wasn't the right place for me, and it was a victim, I mean, to me it was like a victim, that's what I felt like as a, as a server, I felt like a victim, most of the time, that's so true, <laughs> that's amazing, and what I do now is, is very different, I mean, I, I don't feel that at all, it's totally changed. But that's what the Saturn Return did, so we're, we're happy that the, the Saturn, I listened to Saturn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and you're wise to do
1: that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to be wise to listen to Saturn. We're we're, we're going to be really up the creek with no paddle, as they say. Um, that's right. That's for sure. That's. <laughs> you know it's a funny little thing you know i I, I do all these lexigrams, and um for those of you out there that understand the glyphs in the zodiac you know everything is symbolized when you're looking at a birth chart by a glyph it's like a little just a little like like a calligraphy looking type of thing and um represents all the planets and then the signs that they're in so the nodes are represented by these i I call them a horseshoe because that's what they sort of look like
1: that's what i yeah the horseshoe and the upside down horseshoe. it's it's
0: the good luck i say the good and bad luck horseshoe because you should never turn a horseshoe upside down it says oh really that you should if you're gonna have it displayed like you want the 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 ends to be open and up so I just thinking about all that with the horseshoe analogy you've got um, the south node is the one that's up and the north node is the one that's down. That's, it's, right. that's kind of funny, where, you, okay, not that you have bad. it's not about bad luck there, but that that's just where you, it's not so open, you've got to have more of that, like I say, it's the more where you should be focusing in the point of the effort and um, just let that south node do its thing on its own. because it like, magically will complement it. If you just focus on that north node, I tend to notice. Um, it just or makes later. The, you get there. Yeah you get there. Yeah. And the gifts of that south node will come out, but only by focusing on the north, not by focusing on the south. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, a fun, it's an interesting thing. Um, we're almost, oh, and here's my oh, my little thing about, this is, this is what I thought was really funny. When I got into, I had never done this before, um, I lexagrammed the title, the north and south nodes. Here <laughs> this is what
2: first thing I love it, I love it because
1: i 'm going to learn something new
0: this is exciting. listen to this, the north and south nodes, okay, the lexigrams of course, for the listeners out there are i 'm taking the phrases i 'm about to read are just taking the anagrams from that I can derive from north and south nodes and phrasing them like um, you know, phrasing them like poetry a little bit, so from the north and south nodes, we spell these are the horseshoes. <laughs> was hilarious Can I was make like this stuff up I was like I can't make it up I can't um, these denote one's true honor to our seen and unseen truths as our hearts soar eons on the earth but that was pretty cool so it's like it connects it, I mean the, the notes connect us to all the past lives as, as well these understand their reasons our hearts are to soar and tend and inhale. Tend and adhere to the node's tests, and one turns out to astound, <laughs> and stand as the node's student, and one set to honor the soundest seasons. That was the, uh, that's, that's some wisdom of the lexigrams. That, that, that
1: sort of sums it up, doesn't it? And it kind
0: of sums it up. I I, I thought that was... I thought that was, was was fairly cool. I had never but I had never done that before I had never done the title so um okay, oh my God, guess what time it is is
1: it time for a, a break <laughs> it is it 's noon time
0: here at uh, Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP, 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And I am going to be right back with my very special guest today, uh, astrologer Deborah Clement from Anchored in Astrology. And, um, but for the moment, we have a few PSA announcements to make. We'll be right back with you, Deborah. Okay, so what's, what's going on in the, uh, the Berks, as I like to say? What's happening here? What do we have? What do we have going on? And I need to find the site. Here we go. PSAs. Here we go. What's going on? Ooh, this looks like fun. I always like to read the ones I would go to if, if I did have the time. <laughs> this is what I would do. <laughs> Wines and food from around the world. Uh, on Saturday, September 10th, Coming up this Saturday, 6 p.m. at the Basswater Grill on Route 8 in Cheshire, Mass. Enjoy sampling of international selections of wine, courtesy of Grape Finds, each perfectly paired with a special, uh, specialty-selected delectable dish, thoughtfully prepared by the chefs of Basswater Grill, including a silent auction. There are also tickets to be purchased, 413-413. Uh, 499-0961 is where you call to find out for, about your tickets. And it's hosted by the Whitman Abusi Family Tilly Team. Okay. And if you want more information, um, oh, again, it's the same contact number, 413-499-0691. And that is Wines and Food from Around the World this Saturday, uh, September 10th at 6 p.m. Over in Cheshire. Yummy. Yum, yum, yum. Okay, now, what else do we have here? And, oh, how about the jazz? at the um, Castle Street Cafe. You can enjoy live jazz every Friday and Saturday evening right here in Great Barrington at the Castle Street Cafe where there is never a cover charge. The jazz corner of the Berkshires. And um, we've got coming up on uh, the, the 9th is the, the Beth Rose Trio. Um, September 10th is Roy Garrison. September 16th, the Wanda Houston Band. September 17th, the Jay. Bradley Trio, Alan Simon on piano. September 23rd, the Lucky Five Swing Band. September 24th, Ben Finger's Con Trio and Tom Parker on drums. And then on the 30th of September, BTU's R&B Guitar and Vocals. Um, For more information, you can contact Castle Street Cafe at 413 528 Five two four four, And um, Michael Ballin is their chef and proprietor. And you can also email them, info at castlestreetcafe.com. And so that's um, some activities. Go listen to some music and go have some good food in the Berks, Berkshires, the Berks. It's a little nickname, the Berks over here. The Glorious Berkshires, we love it. We love the Berks. And Great Barrington. You know, Great Barrington spells like in a great gain. Isn't that fun? Like in a ton of gain or something with those lexigrams. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Sharita Star and I welcome you back to the second half of What's Your Sign, I Have Your Number. And today my very special guest is Anchored in Astrology's Deborah Clement. We've been having a fabulous time discussing how the lesser the lesser-focused-upon lesser topic of the North and South Nodes within our birth charts can provide a ton of insight into our lives and self-knowledge. You can find Deborah Clement on the web at www.anchoredinastrology.com, and you can also find her on Facebook. Uh, she has an Anchored in Astrology page, and um, we welcome you back to the show, Deborah.
2: Back, thanks for
0: having me for the second half <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well have, we were like lucky to have you back just have you back in general it was about a year ago or so you were it, here no it is it's
1: probably about it's probably about a year yeah but,
0: you know, I'm, I just, I, I'm amazed like i said that time go- i can't believe that this year is like i mean every time september comes around it's like okay the end of the year is coming <laughs>
2: I say that once July comes, I say, okay, you turn around and it's going to be Christmas. It's just it's, it's, it's a takes up speed. But you know, I I do want to just take this moment and mention that on Sunday, September 11th, Sherita will be my guest on Anchored in Astrology. And oh we're going yes, to be discussing the astrology and the numerology and also the lexigrams of 9/11.
0: Yeah, that's um,
2: Sunday, 12 noon Eastern Time.
0: Cool. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to that too it's gonna but be a lot of fun, fun yeah so now here's what i find very fascinating about the if you're looking you know how i can we, we, when you're fusing the numerology and with all of this and you see what person you're cycling but when you get a transit from the the nodes it lasts around in about 18 months like you've got that you know, they're going to be in their complementary areas of your chart, your opposing areas of the chart, right. for around and about 18 months at, at a time, give or take. And what I also find funny about the nodes is that they don't move forward, they move backwards. Yep, yeah,
1: that's what they do. <coughs> Every now and then they
2: stop and move directly. But for yeah, they get days. like a
0: couple of days so where they're going directly.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, n-
1: the nodes move through the zodiac. Backwards. backwards.
0: Yeah. that's which is the, I think the one thing, I mean, aside from, yeah, we always look at Mercury retrograde or any planet retrograding, but the other planets and everything else just goes forward. But the nodes are the only thing that go backwards. And I always
2: thought that sort of in some way made sense, because see, I, I just associate it with, with karma
0: in our past lives. Yeah. So it sort of makes sense to me. It sort of goes is backwards. that it backtracks us? Yeah. 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 So I always find when you're looking at the nodes, because they're, i mean, it's the 18 months. But if, when you look at like how that's going to overlap with those numerical personal year cycles, that can be a very interesting uh, fusion method. There of okay, I've got this on. My numbers say this. You know, I got Saturn telling me this over here, or so on and so forth. But those nodes, nine times out of ten, seem to align even. Like, like, what's your kind of, that focus of that personal year cycle, whatever number it is that we spin in the one-to-nine-year patterns, um, those nodes have a very interesting influence with that, too, I've, I've often discovered.
2: No, they do. They do. And... Right now, I believe, a transiting north node is, I
0: think it's 19 of Sagittarius. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. And the uh, the south is in Gemini, at, of course, at 19 degrees Gemini. They perfectly always oppose each other. Um, what I find interesting, um, I was doing my little moon for the upcoming full moon, and they will only be at 18 degrees, which they're going to actually make a, uh, the, the full moon is going to kick off at 19 degrees Pisces, uh, opposing the sun at 19 degrees Virgo. They're going to form a, like a, a mutable cross, so right. to speak, um, which I thought was kind of interesting.
2: With, yeah, with with the tra- with the transiting
0: nodes coming up. Yeah, the transiting nodes and this next full moon will actually make a mutable cross. On some level, so your all of your mutable energies on this full moon will be uh, I would say a little bit activated
2: yeah. <laughs> you know and I'm, I'm just actually I'm thinking off the top of my head I'm trying to
1: think of the of the nation's chart. And I'm wondering oh yeah, I, yeah. Was
0: gonna, I was going I was going to get into that with you because I have the United United States yeah. chart right in front of me, And yeah, I thought and then we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a few people everybody knows about. <laughs> Who be we undeniably can't even if you're living under a rock, you can't help <laughs> <up> but <and> know <laughs> right. what's so, going on with these people. <laughs> They're so clever with getting themselves in the spotlight.
2: But it does in the country's chart that um, that cross that you're talking about. It's it's in the angle, of the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth.
0: Right. yes that's right, that's yeah yeah right now for the united states the north node is right off the ascendant about six degrees mm-hmm. so um it's like you know united states is we are meant to change our approaches to uh, like everything like everything we're supposed to do is meant to uh, like and everybody's impressions about us are meant to change in these next i mean because this is going to well Actually, it's going to be out of there shortly, and then the nodes go back into our 12th house. What do you think that's going to do?
2: <laughs> no, you know, well, you know, <laughs> you know, is Alice, it's a, curi- who's it? it's Alice a curiouser and curiouser? Yeah. yeah. Or was the caterpillar, but someone said, curiouser and curiouser. And, you know, when, a nat- when the north node goes through um, a house and there's very much a focus there, you know, and it's a focus of what you're, you're supposed to be doing, all right, and I'm going to say it's active. The interesting thing is also you have to look at the opposite house because where that south node is, that's actually that's the house sometimes where all hell breaks loose. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, it's it'll be well. What's yeah.
0: fascinating too is that the. Um, you know, that, that, node, that South node recently is all in the last couple of years. It came over the Sun, the Jupiter, the Venus, yeah. and then over the... And just recently, it was over the Mars.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's you know, and I always say this, of course we take everything, you know, we take everything into consideration along, you know, along with the planets because we've also, the nation's had some
0: really heavy-duty transit to its chart as well. Oh, yeah. We are in a Saturn, and we just had the big Saturn return yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, when those earthquakes were happening on the, on the East Coast over here, um, th- that was when the, the Saturn was at exactly 14 degrees Libra again. Right. And, Anna, did you hear about the, the there was a, um, it's a statue or something in Washington that oh, it cracked?
2: Yeah. Is it the Washington Monument or something? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's pretty heavy. I thought.
2: Well, yep. say and it was just made. Now the Washington Monument and. Correct me, God. This is embarrassing if I'm wrong. But that's that's the one that the tall building that was sort of like a needle. I do, but
0: I do, I, I think I, I. You know, I'll, I'll say the same thing. I'm not that's really sure, but. And only because. <laughs> I know, think I that's what it is.
2: You know, to me, you know, needles, anything like that, to me, it's so Martian. Anyway, but um, yeah, but I did, I did see, I, I saw them. And I was like, oh my goodness, look at this. But so much, yeah, was going on, and you know, when Mars, and contacts even, because you know, the inner planets and the outer planets different influence the outer planets obviously a stronger influence lasts a lot you know lasts a lot longer but it's always a high energy you know whenever mars is activating anything mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. something's got to get yeah, done something's
2: going to happen yeah, yeah something's going to happen
0: yeah. yeah oh yeah we just have let's see. well yeah the united states has got some bunch of stuff happening right now we've got um mars is yeah. over our natal mercury in, in the eighth, eighth, house eighth house right now just yeah. came over it supposed to hit, so it's actually conjunct a part of fortune on this full moon, so that should be interesting We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen when the, this, these nodes, uh, it'll be later on when it gets, and that uh, south node conjuncts the, uh, the Uranus in the sixth house mm-hmm. for the United States at 8 degrees uh, Gemini. Well, That'll be interesting, that, I well, think. Well, one of the
2: things... I'm just going to throw this out there. When as they move backwards, and yes, the north node will move back into the twelfth, and then and then the, the south, south is going to go is, into the, is, the sixth. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's 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 directly connected. I feel, and that's why I say sometimes when that all hell breaks loose, um, your job market, sixth house is the workforce. It's yeah. also the armed forces and your you know people <laughs> in service, but. That, to me, was interesting, because that's why I thought, because right now the issue, well, the issue has been the economy for quite some time. Sure. But in terms of the unemployment and all, looking at that South, you no, know, going there and conjuncting Uranus, um, you know, not thrilled with that. Uh, no, it's going to be a lot,
0: I think, a lot of more unexpected things on the way. And with Saturn sitting in the 10th house right now, and then Saturn's not going anywhere until next, oh, next fall. Yeah. so i think this 2012 thing is going to be quite interesting (laughs) for the united states on uh, a lot of levels and it's interesting when we go into now this year we're in like as a country we're actually in a sixth personal year where we're we're trying to like you know just get some balance back and and just feel like things are on an even keel again, but next year is when the United States, even in, as an entity, is who we are as a collective nation. We go into what we call the seven personal year in July, which is where we were meant to really sharpen our inner saw and really spend some time looking inside. So, like, as a country, what's internally, I believe, what will be going on, uh, especially once the summer hits next year um, in 2012. Wow, it's going to be t- fairly intense.
2: <laughs> well, next year Uranus will also become really come into orbit and be squ- it came, you know, within a degree of t- within two degrees, I think, uh, this year. But next year, transiting Uranus is going to be squaring the nation's natal Jupiter oh, right. in the seventh yes. house of <laughs> the and. <laughs> i really my personal belief is that is going to be the time next year when i think you know, i'm not going to say people are going to be oh, out there you know riding in the streets but there's going to be a lot there's a lot more vocal oh goodness what's that <laughs> oh, there's like a horrendous noise
0: right now it's like i'm an echo i might as well be on mars right now myself what is going on that is really weird. Did you- I don't hear it, now. Now it just went away. For like about 30 seconds, it sounded like I was in a vacuum. I already come through, it sounds like I'm in a vacuum. Oh, goodness. Mercury, I love it. You know? He can just go forward for. I, I wish he would go forward for like a really long time. I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to be over this retrograde by the time we have to tell everybody again in November that oh, there's another one coming. It
1: seems, it seems, I know. People said to me, how, I,
2: think, "I know." It seems like it's retrograde all the time. And that's what everybody says
0: to me too. They're
2: like, ah, 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 again?
0: What do you mean? I got to deal with this again? Again? I'm like, oh, let's have a productive fall. Let's get going. <laughs> we have up a lot of time. So, you know, the other person who I, I recently um I picked up on his node thing, and even from his um collective charts, I'm not absolutely positive what uh, Mr. Weiner, our our, our our lovely uh, former senator, or uh, whatever he is now.
2: Um, another
0: proud representative from New York. Another proud politician <laughs> from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, politicians from New York, but you know you really haven't done us that great, some of you. But um, and yes, we're speaking
1: to you, Elliot Spitzer. <laughs> yes, Mr. Spitzer.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. God, the, the, that 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 had to have been the best lexagram I think I ever derived was when, when you take his full name, Elliot Lawrence Spitzer, and he spells Lawrence with a U, not a W. Um, prostitution ruins Elliot's political career. I was like, how? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> And he was another one. He was in a year of inner work at the time that that happened, and he wasn't focusing and he wasn't cleaning his act up. I mean, you know, here's a man who was prosecuting prostitutes, and then he was sleeping with them. I mean, I'm like, hello. He
1: was actually
2: He was very respected as an attorney general. He had a lot of enemies, actually, but he was really respected yeah. as an attorney general. Yeah. And this was the type of, you know, you know that whoever, you know, his enemies were, my God, you know, they must have had a Yeah, of yeah, somebody set <laughs> him up
0: a little bit, for sure. I mean, he's a Gemini, too. He's split. And then you also get the little phrase out of the name, it's a setup. Really? Yes, that it was all set up that that whole thing happened. So, yeah, he's born, on, he's funny, he's born on Judy Garland's birthday. He's June 10th. So, you know, he's got the dual nature, of course, you know, and it's no surprise what he did and and why it happened, as it did. Um, And the personal year cycle he was in at the time was the 16, which is the, um, it's a very tricky number where you have to remain the eye of your own storm or you will get sucked up into the hurricane winds faster than you can, you know, (laughs) blink. (laughs) So you have to be very, very uh, calm and still and quiet and, like at peace with a lot of things, and he obviously wasn't doing that, so that's why he also it just you know naturally fell. Um, as as well, Mr. Weiner didn't do anything as, as really as outlandish as what our uh, former governor did, but um, it was interesting as I saw for Wiener, He he just actually he just entered his eight-personal year um, two days ago. Um, He's now going to reap his harvest. I swear he'll come back. There'll be something you're going to see about him.
2: Hey, you know, there's always
1: dancing with the stars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he could work that out, probably. I mean, isn't it amazing? Yeah, well, look at Spitzer. I mean, I I think you just told me his show got canceled. I I
2: think I read that, unless it was a dream that I just, you know, was happy about. But yeah, but but he was tooting right along there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they said, no worries, you know. We'll you, you can you can do that. We'll humor you. Well, it's been going on for years. It's not like it's it's any um, right. politicians are humans like everybody else. I, I think everybody forgets that. But it's just you know because if they're going to be in the public eye, nobody believes that should be what you should be up to. So. <laughs> or at least you should be a lot.
1: More, you
2: should have more common sense. You should just, just, just be a total saint. To you know what are you thinking? Yes. <laughs>
0: be a little discreet about it if you're going to do it Um, but Wiener, here's where I I saw how these nodes affected now on a collective level, because you can also look at you've got your own birth chart that you look at natally, but then if you're just looking at the collective horoscope, you're going to see the same, you know, wherever they're transiting from that perspective, you'll see the same effects Um, and Wiener, of course, is a Virgo, and um so those nodes for him right now that north node is in his, his collective fourth house and the south of course is hanging out up in the career well he wasn't paying attention to his home and family life like he should have been and what happened is you say a uh, havoc broke loose in the career that's what that was the magical undoing when he decided to post pictures of himself on twitter <laughs> I still can't get over that. Like I just go, what possessed you to do that? Like he really must have been, and he was also in this year of the 16 personal year. He just finished this. But when all this happened back in June, um, and that eclipse, you know, also there was the lunar eclipse that conjuncted the nodes too, or conjunct the North Node. That the lunar eclipse in um, Sagittarius. Those nodes were right next door. Where if they weren't the same as Dr. Bay, I forget. So because that all happened for him when that lunar eclipse happened in the middle of June. That's when, like, he finally said, "Okay, I, I did it." Like he kind of pushed it off for like the few weeks before that. Right. But it was at, when that eclipse happened is when he just resigned and said, "All right, I'm done."
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's Eclipses. What did they do they do? And they certainly it, it, yeah,
0: it, it released everything. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it's it certainly it certainly did. So that was interesting. You know, um, North knows at 19 degrees of Sagittarius, and for some time now, it's been transiting though actually not all that long it's actually it's also transiting the tenth house of President Obama's chart and, uh-huh. it, and that's an interesting thing because the tenth house you know we have career but you know you can't get more public let's be honest you know you're the president of the United exactly. States yes. and the attention really is on the reputation it's on the status it's on the profession tenth house is authority yep. and he's you know he's not in a good position right now and I'm just really speaking objectively through the media and all because It's, you know, he's starting... The reputation is not one of authority anymore, you know, wherever he... And so he's been on this slide, and he really has to focus
1: if he's going to, you know... To bring himself out of this. I I agree with that, too.
0: Well, it's funny, because now Obama, in the personal year cycles, he's in a year of inner work right now. He just entered this in August, a month ago. So he's in this sharpen his inner saw year. And he's in that. It's allied up to a 16 for him, so he's got the same comic mystery this year to unlock. If he doesn't remain the eye of the storm, he's gonna get tripped. So he's 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 gonna have to be very careful this year. I would have to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would recommend him to get a lot of solitude as much as he can. (laughs) (laughs) Reflect well, Mr. Uh, President Obama. Um, you know, because he could ideally come out next year and reap this harvest, I, which he should. We were talking about that too. Of what do we see possibly, you know, coming into, uh, you
2: know... It's, still,
1: it's so early. It's It's, too, so it's early. very early and
0: too early to tell. But if, if Obama's going to honor his inner work this year and, and do what he's supposed to, he could come out the victor next year. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But it depends on what his free will does in Time it depends on how how he handles the 16 year that he's in. Um, I
2: have no idea who's going to be the nominee. You know, for yeah, I, I, I don't either. But I but I will say this, and I still even now I will be shocked if he's reelected. I, you know, that I'll, I'll go out and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I will be shocked if he's if he's reelected. On the other side, like I say, you know, it's early. It's it's early in the game. And that's because people ask me, who do you think? And I say, you know what? It's really, it's very early in the game because you just don't know who's going. It, the Republicans, it, they're in such disarray to be quite honest. It's really, Are you you think? Know, it's not even a question you can get. I don't think it's going to be Romney. Okay, I just don't think it, I do not think it's going to be Romney. And again, I mean, I might be wrong. He might be up there on the polls, but I don't think it's going to be Romney. It's definitely not going to be Bachman. Uh,
0: uh, oh, God, I, ho- I really hope not. I, 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 she's, oh, goodness, the, the,
2: her Alexa you know, Well, you know, aside, and even, and, and this is not to offend anyone who may be, you know, who may be a Republican, but I would to say this. Sexism is very much alive, you know, in this nation. Yes, it and is. the Republicans are tougher on their women honestly, I have to say, than the Democrats. I mean, even Hillary Clinton, you know, had her share, you know. But with Michelle Bachman, it's the one thing I, and I will say this, whether it's Michelle Bachman, whether it is even Sarah Palin, is that there are a lot of criticisms and a lot of things thrown at them that are, they would never say this about men. But the Republicans, I don't see them um, giving the nod, yeah, to a woman, no. (laughs) No, 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 I I don't think. And it would be her, but even if it were someone else, I you know maybe they might give the VP spot you know, but that's it's really, that's it's boys club. Possibly. It's a boy, I, It's really it's still I'm sorry. It's a boys club.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think for the Republicans, I agree. Yeah. It's kind of more of a boys club. Yeah. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. We shall see. I mean, you know, the, the United States is bound to change the way that we serve. So <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> you never know. They might just let someone. I want to check in there. <laughs> Maybe in a few years.
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: I, I do wonder in the future, you know, and, and you know, it, it will, I know it will happen at some point. Um, I, I, um, it'll be interesting to see the difference <laughs> in the future of a woman versus a man running, running the whole country show. I wonder if it would actually bring things to a totally different, uh, that might be our, the solution America's been waiting for. You know, they just have to, start to stop talking about PMS. I mean. e- exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, this has been fabulous having you on today, Deborah. I can't, as usual, the hour went by very quickly, and um, it was fantastic.
2: And we'll be talking. I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. So I thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon.
1: Thank you. Okay,
0: bye-bye. All right. Again, we wholeheartedly thank Deborah for joining us today. And again, you can find this is astrologer who's been my guest today, astrologer Deborah Clement from Anchored in Astrology, and her website is anchoredinastrology.com. You can also find her on Facebook under her Anchored in Astrology page. You've been listening to What's Your Sign? I have your number with me, Sharia Starr. We'll see you next time for another edition on the 20th of September with special guest, spiritual messenger, angelic channeler, and teacher, Ellie Cheslick, who will be joining me for another Not to Miss Hour. Ellie will be uh, with me as we profile her star secrets and take questions pre-show via email to answer live on the air. If you've got one to ask for the 20th, email me at SharitaStarradio at gmail.com And be sure to check in on our blog, SharitaStarradio.blogspot.com. Remember, if you've got a question or a comment please email me and go right to our website, www.berkshireradio.org because we really do want to know what you think, so leave a comment. We value your opinion and your voice matters. Stay tuned. You're listening to Berkshire Community Radio WBCRL P 97.7 FM Great Barrington and we hope you are better from our hour together Namaste and much love to you my dear stars better.